Hey, what's up? Welcome to the second episode of Not Average, uh, a podcast where I basically talk to you about sports, technology, and anything else that's going on in my life that I'm interested in this week, or indeed, however regularly I decide to post it up. But we'll go for weekly at the moment, shall we? Anyway, so starting off today, I'm going to go for some sport because it's something that I've just been talking to some of my friends about. Um, and the the sort of it, it's not just sports; it's kind of a sports stroke news uh, story. Um, so Arsenal, which is the team I support for for my sins, uh, is playing against Vorskla, uh in the UEFA, uh, not Champions League, the uh, uh, Copa del Mickey Mouse. Uh, I can't even remember what his real name is. Europa Cup. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, they're playing against Vorskla in that, and that is a Ukrainian club. Um, and it's the 28th of November today, and they've, like, Ukraine has declared martial law in, uh, a number of places in the, the Ukraine or Ukraine. Um, and that's, uh, basically when the army takes over being the police or, you know, in layman's terms, that's what it is. Uh, and it, it tends to happen when they worry that, uh, the sort of, uh, public safety can be, uh, jeopardized by people being panicked or scared or whether by potential stuff like war or invasion and all that sort of stuff. So, <clears throat> you know, all the good stuff that you want to be happy, have happening to your country. Now, this all comes from, uh, Russia taking over some, uh, ships, uh, that were going through, uh, a, a passage which, um, Russia kind of built a bridge over and claimed and did some stuff when they did the whole annexation of Crimea. Now, I'm not a, uh, a, um, I don't even know what kind of person would be an expert in this, but I'm certainly not one of those people. Um, I, I don't really get into it too much. It seems a bit, uh, sketchy to me but I mean when you actually read what happens it doesn't necessarily sound like these guys were not um, taunt like not taunting is probably the wrong word but you know let's just say that it's probably not as one sound sided as it seems but anyway um, the long and the short of it is that Arsenal has got an away game in Ukraine uh, in a week where they've declared martial law Um which you can imagine there'll be some supporters who have gone over there to watch their away game. They're, they're in, uh, wherever Vorskler is from. I did, I did look that up, but I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to pronounce these places. So yeah, we'll just consider Vorskler, Vorskler. Um, and they're, they've gone there. They've, so UEFA has managed to move the fixture to Kiev, which is not one of the places under martial law. It's uh, quite far away from the sort of affected areas, um, as it stands anyway, um, which is great, except for the fact that Vorskler themselves uh, are saying that they haven't had the sort of necessary confirmations and stuff like that from UEFA. Um, so it might not go ahead anyway, apparently. I mean, that's something I read in the, uh, the Associated Press merely minutes ago. Um, so all this sort of moving it around, um, putting it somewhere where there's not more martial law, uh, it's all basically 
sort of up in the air as far as I understand it. Uh, I haven't seen anyone else reporting that uh, it's not going to get played, but the Associated Press is a reasonably respected news source, so we'll see what comes of that. Um, I guess, I mean, it's, that isn't really anything technology-related. It's just weird how something as sort of big-time as UEFA, um, not the Champions League again, oh, but nonetheless, a competition as big as that is kind of oh yeah, we can organise this around and we expect to ship all of these like football players and the fans over to this country, which is effectively is like on the brink of some kind of, war is probably a strong word, but like a military action, shall we say. Um, and that's still okay. Like, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of Arsenal, but the thought of going to a potential war zone to watch them play uh is ludicrous to me and also in fairness i find it quite amazing that um that that arsenal would send their players over there i i you know i assume they've got sort of guarantees of safety and all that sort of stuff but i mean how much guarantee can you really give uh in terms of safety in a country which is uh um struggling i guess you would say um I mean, I, I don't think Ukraine is as, uh, sort of backwards as people kind of seem to portray it over here uh, in the British media, but I certainly don't know that I would still want to be putting myself in a, uh, potentially unsafe scenario, uh, well, as a fan or a player. Um, I wonder how they feel though. I'd love to know how, uh, the, the players going over there feel. <laughs> um, but you know, that, that is, it is what it is. Um, I can't, I can't think of any other scenarios where i've been aware of uh football games like in the modern era sort of professional football games getting um either i was gonna say moved because of uh potential conflict but i'm sure that that's happened quite regularly um but but being played uh in a country which is looking like it might be getting involved in a sort of military conflict seems like a strange set of uh, circumstances nonetheless rambling on about that at the moment so uh, we'll move on so one thing that i've been doing this week is uh gearing up to get fit basically i have become a massively sedentary individual i wake up in the morning i get showered and i walk across the landing to my office and i sit there and i do coding or design or whatever i'm doing uh, and then i go downstairs when my uh girlfriend gets home and then I watch Netflix and then I go to bed so not a lot of action taking place in my life at the moment uh, basically it's the off season for the American football season so um, yeah and also outside it's horrific weather so my motivation to go outside and do things is not huge but anyway I've started to feel really rough because of that but I say because of that I assume it's because of that so I've decided to put into action a fitness plan and um Although it does seem that every single person in the world is uh, on Instagram and doing fitness, uh, I'm not trying to portray myself as some kind of fitness guru. I literally am shockingly unfit. Uh, I think my strength is okay, um, but certainly when we're talking about fitness, like just running upstairs or something like that, it's, it's the breathing and the ability to recover where I'm struggling. Um, so I decided I needed to do something about that and uh, I downloaded the Couch to 5K app um, which seems pretty good so far. You get uh, talked through it by your one of your selections of people that they've got on there. Uh, I've gone for Michael Johnson. Um, you know, I'll, it, 
in all honesty, if you're using the iOS version of that app and you're not choosing Michael Johnson, um, then uh, I've just got sort of serious concerns for you um, because he has got... Um, it's not the same as Morgan Freeman, but a Morgan Freeman caliber voice, shall we say. Um, and, you know, the guy's an Olympic running champion as well. If he can tell, if he can't tell you when to stop or start, then I, I don't know who can. Um, so yeah, I, I got that app. Uh, I've done so far one run of it. Um, but it went okay. It went a lot better than I thought it was going to. Cause I'll be honest, the, the sort of apprehension. Going, leading up to stepping out that door into the rain, the, the, it was this morning actually, um, was large. I was quite apprehensive. I thought, oh, this is really going to show myself up for being like more unfit than I expected. And I, and I think that that's probably a psychological barrier that a lot of people have, but, uh, and maybe don't overcome. But I thought, nope, uh, I'm going to give this a crack. Um, so the reason I bring this fitness up is not so much because I want everyone to be like, oh, isn't that great? A unfit guy is trying to get fit. It's more that I am interested in the technology around it. I mean, one of the, one of the first things I've done that I almost, I mean, ultimately I delayed starting this for was because I needed to get some running, uh, headphones. Like I'm, I'm listening to this very podcast that I'm recording now on my, uh, my headphones that I've got plugged into my computer, which are sort of big over ear headphones that, that, you know, they're great. This, the quality is amazing, but, uh, not really something that I'd want to run in, um, cables and just the size of them. And, and also they're, they're, they're quite expensive and I, I don't really want them to get wet and ruined. So yeah, I, I ordered up myself some, uh, some anchor. Bluetooth wireless headphones, which are specifically for running. Now, the problem I've got is that typically Apple, uh, what are they called? Earpods. Um, yeah, not the AirPods, the earpods. They fit in my ears in the same way that a house brick fits in my nostril. They just don't. Uh, I don't know whose ears they do fit into. Obviously a lot of people's, but in, they do not fit in my ears at all. Like I, far from run, I can't even stand still and they stay in my ears. So getting headphones is always a bit of a freaking nightmare for me. Um, anyway, I managed to find some of these, uh, ones on Cyber Monday or whatever it was, Anchor, um, Spirit X Bluetooth, uh, earphones. And, and, you know, they were, they were like 21 pounds, I think, which is not, outrageous but they kind of also put them in a slightly higher than your no-name bluetooth headphones as well uh, and i've had a bunch of anchor stuff and whilst it's it is cheap it's also uh, relatively reasonable quality it kind of finds that sweet spot for me in uh quality price uh compromise and um anyway so i've got those join them up to my phone yeah they are all good I can confirm that they stay in my ears. They definitely loosened off in terms of like the, the bass kind of left the situation quite quickly. Uh, I've changed the little end bits for my next run, which will be uh, on Friday, um, to see if that will keep them in my ears a bit better. Um, but uh, you know, they've got a little wire that goes behind your neck, joins the two together. Um, I'm going to, uh, I wear my beanie over the top of them as well. So they've got a little bit of help staying in. Um, but yeah, I can't, can't grumble about that. Um, one of the other things though, that I, the reasons I bring this up is just ch- general fitness technology, like, um, the, the shoes. Now, up to this newfound desire to become less unfit, um, I have largely always worn basketball trainers. 
Um, I, I used to play basketball. Um, it's just, they're just my vibe. That's what I wear. Um, Jordans. I've got two pairs of Jordans. One which is very much my old and haggard pair. Uh, and one which is like a sort of meshy, um, Jordan ones. Um, they're nice. Um, but they're certainly neither of them are ones that you'd want to be like running down the street in. I'm sure on a basketball court they do a job. Although these particular Jordans have never seen a basketball court either of them. Um, yeah, I, I certainly was thinking these things are either going to get ruined in the case of the mesh ones or just weigh 50 tons in the case of my level ones, which are all hagged and falling to bits. Um, either way, they were not, they were not the, uh, the dream, so to speak. So I thought to myself, again, taking advantage of Black Friday sales, I'm going to go out, go out there and get myself some running trainers. Um, I managed to pick up some Adidas running trainers. Now, I don't normally buy Adidas shoes. I'm almost exclusively Nike, um, just because they seem to fit me better. But these seem to fit better than the Nike running shoes that I tried on. Um, the problem is, um, I was unaware of how much of a, um, I don't know, politicized is probably not the right word, but like how much of a tightrope you're walking when you buy the wrong shoes to run in. Like people who know about running, they love to tell you about the uh, the type of shoes you should have, um, you know, whether it's whether you they're going to support your heel properly and all this stuff. And I'm sure I'm sure that it is important. Um, and I'm sure if I start running and get into it more, I'll look into it more. But uh, my main criteria that I was looking for was something that was cheap and relatively comfortable, and you know, also looked like it probably wasn't going to fall to bits in in the next. Well, I mean, Couch to 5K is a nine-week program, so next nine weeks, ultimately. Uh, I mean, don't be wrong, I'd like them to last a little bit longer than that, but that's the goal for for now. Um, but certainly, I, I was amazed to see, having never looked at running before, I mean, I, I probably should have prefaced this by saying that running, to me, appeals about as much as uh, I eating handfuls of dirt. Like, I just am not a runner, even when I was a school kid. Like, if any running, it was going to be sprinting, but I was too big and too slow for sprinting. So, um, yeah, I've never really been a runner at all. I've just always been playing stuff like basketball, American football, soccer football, um, any of that sort of stuff, but never just running for the sake of running. So this is a real departure for me um, and also something that I'm really not very comfortable in doing. I feel like I look really bad running. I know it sounds like a weird thing to say, and at six o'clock in the morning, I doubt many people are looking out their windows into the rain and watching me running about. But certainly, um, I was quite surprised. Uh, I was quite surprised how comfortable. I mean, they're very they're very light compared to my Jordans. But yeah, the shoes are a very topical thing amongst runners, and uh, I I don't know anything about it. Are you a runner? Do you know anything about shoes? Let me know what, you know, the budget shoe that I should be picking up. Uh, at the moment, I've got Adidas Cloudform 2 or something of that nature. If anyone cares, I'm sure I can let you know via Twitter if you uh, want to hit me up. Um, also, uh, <laughs> I was amazed at how much running trainers cost. Like, I looked online at some ASICs. I typed in budget trainers, bearing in mind. And I was aware that ASICs make some pretty decent... Um, running trainers so I looked on their website and they, they were they're like 230 pounds I was like yeah I think I'd run barefoot for 230 pound um it was quite shocking to me but um anyway my ones I think cost about 20 pound in the sale which 
you know, I'm happy with. Um, I have to say as well that, uh, I was running around in the water, the rain this morning and down the paths and there was a fair amount of like leaf, um, sort of wet leaf mush around and stuff. And they, they don't look too bad considering they're soaking wet and covered in this stuff. Um, I thought they were going to be an absolute like mess, absolutely destroyed uh, in the first instance, but, um, but no, uh, they're all right. So that's good. Um, I'm also into the whole, like, I, I already have some of this, but I, I don't really know skins like Under Armour or, um, Nike Pro or any of this stuff, the like tight fitting baby grows that you can get if you're doing sports. Now I had them for American football. Mine are a bit torn up and a bit, uh, a bit rough looking, but at the same time, they're not the, they're not the cheapest things in the world. Um, so, they'll have to do me at the moment but all this sort of stuff like you have to have you can have different types of skin so you can get the cold weather and the hot weather now i'm not entirely sure i was wearing it the only ones i've got are the hot weather ones which are supposed to wick the sweat away from you etc um i'm not entirely sure that the, the cold weather ones which are like they look almost like they're made out of wetsuit material I don't think that I need that when I'm running. I mean, it was cold this morning, and yet I still didn't feel cold because I was absolutely overheating and sweating my uh, my absolute memories off. Um, so I'm assuming that that's the right choice, even though the weather is cold, to wear. But I don't know. It just amazes me that even something as simple as running, which, let's face it, a child can do naked around their house. So you don't need any of this technology. Um, all the clothes, all the gear, all the headphones, all the like gloves, watches that tell you how fast you're going, all this stuff is, is so superfluous. I mean, I haven't even covered like smartwatches and Fitbits and all that sort of stuff. And there's a main reason for that. Uh, I currently rock a Casio digital sports watch with, uh, with, which is most exciting, outstanding feature is that it will light up. It's not even an indie glow one. It's still one of the ones with the little LED at the side. Um, my girlfriend has got the Apple Watch, uh, I think the middle of the three, or maybe the second one. I, I don't know. Um, she has an Apple Watch, which is not the first one that came out. Uh, and it's got all sorts of jazzy stuff, little circles that complete and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't have that. Uh, I'm interested, but I think until I get to the point where I can go out and I can run for a good amount of time, so then I can compare like my time and distance and see whether I've done well or whatever... Uh, until I get to that point, I really think that's just going to be wasting my time and money. Um, so I haven't even got into that at all. But yeah, it, it's just an interesting world to me, all the fitness technology that's out there. And I mean, we've also only talked about running. I'm sure if we got into cycling and everything else, there's just, it's a never ending thing. I mean, picture me doing like the mind exploding thing with my hand. <laughs> that is what I'm like when I start thinking about this. Um, Especially when, like I said before, you don't need this stuff to do any sport. I mean, obviously to do cycling, you need a bike, but you don't need to have like a bike made out of carbon fiber and like aerodynamically tested. Um, but regardless, uh, all of this stuff is crazy. It's just a way to get us to give money over. Uh, I mean, I suppose if you're competing, it maybe gives you a competitive advantage, but I question how much a normal person really needs that, whether they, whether they could make much better improvements by just doing more fitness stuff um, than spending like an extra hundred quid on their trainers. I don't know. Maybe maybe in a couple of months' time, I'll be looking back at this and thinking, God, 
you're such an idiot talking all that all that smack about trainers which cost a hundred plus pounds. Um, I, I know that when I was a, a younger guy, I used to think that it was nothing to spend a hundred pound on some basketball trainers. So it, it's what it's what you're into, I guess. <clears throat> so anyway, let's move on to a more gadgety technology topic, which uh, is definitely dear to my heart. Um, so I have got I, my house is really small. It's a two up, two down, which basically means that downstairs I've got a kitchen and a living room. Upstairs I've got two bedrooms. There is a bathroom in there as well. Don't worry, I don't like shower at the park or anything like that. Um, and yeah, uh, I have two Alexas, one upstairs and one downstairs. One of them's the the bigger one, uh, and one of them's an Echo uh, an Echo Dot, which is in my um, in my bedroom. So I have got some switches, uh, some Wi-Fi switches, which if you've seen my YouTube channel, you've seen me talking about them before and doing demos and telling you how to connect them onto your Wi-Fi and stuff. I've got some like really generic Chinese ones, uh, and I've got some TP-Link ones, which are also probably made in China to be fair. Um, and they both work fine. Um, and basically they both are on lamps, one in the living room, one in the bedroom. Um, and it is amazing how much they get used. Um, people might think, oh, why would I ever want to have that? We use it all the time. Like, uh, I can turn the light on as I'm coming up the stairs and I've turned the light, light off downstairs. So you don't have that sort of wandering around in the dark aspect or anything like that. And not that that is, you know, beyond me, but nonetheless, it's quite nice. Um, and when I'm on holiday, I can schedule the lights to go on and off and blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. What I was looking at the other, uh, this morning, in fact, um, was light switches. So you can get Alexa controlled light switches that go into the actual wall. So you can still touch them like a normal light switch, but I think they're touch sensitive rather than a rocker switches. Um, but you can also speak to them or speak to the Alexas and have them control them in the same exact way that you would these switches. And they're not actually that bad. Uh, I think there was, uh, I think it was about 17 pounds to get a, a double switch. Now, when you consider that my house is so small, that double switch, if I put it in the right place, that can control my living room's uh, light and my landing light, which is the two lights other than the lamp in my bedroom that get used the most. So that's basically entirely Alexa controlling my house lighting that I use by Alexa for £17.99 or whatever it is. Um, that seems pretty good, especially when you consider that if you were to put Hue lights in or LifeX or any of these ones where the actual bulbs are um, Wi-Fi uh, or, or somehow controlled, because I don't think the bulbs... Mm, the bulbs must be Wi-Fi and Philips Hue, but they still need to have a hub for whatever reason. Um, regardless, uh, they cost, you know, £130 for like two bulbs and a, and a hub, uh, which seems a lot to me. But anyway... Um, when ultimately, I'm sure that maybe the first couple of times you get it out and change the colour of the bulb, it's really cool. Uh, I think ultimately, after a little while, you're just turning them, turning them on and off, right? Um, so this light switch that you can just bang into the wall, uh, that seems like a pretty good good idea to me. So I think the next time I have 18 quid burning a hole in my pocket, I might just get that and stick it in and see where we're at with that. Um, but certainly, I really, I really like the the Alexa thing like it's like I realize there's people who are, um, are all up in arms about oh Alexa's always listening oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it works like that uh, I think that um, people have this vision that Alexa is sitting there recording everything you're saying sending it off to Amazon um, you know I could be wrong but I don't think it works like that I think it works with a wake word 
uh, it will listen in 60 seconds increments for the wake word that you've set. Um, and then at that point, it will listen to what you've said and then send that to Amazon and do whatever you've asked. <clears throat> I also don't really think that Amazon's going to give a, give a, uh, a, a squirt as to what it is that you've said because, you know, normally it's stuff like, um, hey, uh, insert wake word here. Um, what is the weather going to be today? And then it just tells you the weather. You know, uh, Amazon really knows what the weather is where I live. So, you know, I, I don't know what they're learning from that. Um, but certainly I think but the one thing that I want to do with Alexa that I don't really know how is to have it so I can boil the kettle. Now I realise like you can get there is an Alexa kettle. It looks a bit ropey to me. I thought about having it so you can turn the socket on and off and have the kettle on, but then basically what I don't want to have happen is a scenario where I burn the house down because there's no water in the kettle, um, and it's just dry boiling. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if anyone's listening and they have some insight as to how you can get your kettle to boil in a safe fashion, or if there is like Alexa kettles which are decent or maybe i'm trying to think how that i can't really see how it would be reasonably priced and be able to self-fill i'm not really up for plumbing a kettle in um but nonetheless uh i'm interested in the alexa stuff i think there's something i'm going to definitely investigate a bit more going forward uh i might also get a google home at some point because uh i like i don't never like to have all my eggs in one basket and most stuff that's coming out these days in terms of uh switches and uh, lights and all that sort of stuff can work with both of them. So, uh, I, you know, it's all money though, isn't it? I don't want to waste money on stuff like replicating stuff for no reason. Seems like a crazy idea also. Nonetheless, um, if you have any thoughts on Alexa, let me know. Um, so another thing I was going to, uh, Brits have a little speak about is, uh, how upsetting it was. I, I've got done by, you know, how it's when, when you see people who buy uh, like the last generation iPhone just before the new generation comes out, and you think, "Oh, that must that must sting having spent all that money," and then the, like the next couple of days, the new one comes out. Um, so I have basically suffered that or a similar thing to that. I bought a uh, Elgato Camlink, which is basically a way for streaming video from my uh, my Lumix. Uh, media my Lumix camera into my PC um, it's a 4k camera um, but I've got it going into an Elgato cam link which is uh, 1080p so I'm losing some of the quality of my camera which is a bit frustrating but then again I didn't buy it specifically just for streaming so it's kind of neither here nor there it's not the end of the world but what is frustrating is that I bought the Elgato cam link and then basically just the other day they've announced the camlink 4k so in other words exactly the same thing but would do 4k so i could use the 4k in my camera that is annoying to me i love 4k i am very much a ultra high definition kind of guy um it just frustrated me a lot that um and it's it's marginally more expensive like i definitely would have bought that that one had i been able to in fact I wonder if I can back it at this point. I don't know. I think there's kind of like a bit of a moral issue of doing that because there's nothing actually wrong with the product. Um, hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, it's just, 
as someone who prides himself in being a uh, technology geek, that that really uh, and being ahead of the game and kind of knowing when stuff's coming out and not wasting money, that really stung. Took it took it to heart. I did. Um, yeah. But if you're if you're looking to stream, then there is a Camlink 4K Eva. I think it's out in America. I don't know if it's actually out in the UK yet, but certainly uh, I would be holding fire on a Camlink for now, the non 4K version. Um, okay, so I guess we're getting on a bit here. So I think the last thing I'll talk about is the podcast success. So so far we are on um, iTunes and Spotify. Um, we have had. Uh, not enough listens to even generate statistics on the iTunes, which is weird because I know a couple of people have listened. Uh, on Spotify, uh, it basically tells me that a couple of people have started listening and they're not finished. Um, and Blueberry on their own stats, it tells me that two people have downloaded it. So if we consider that that is maybe four people have listened to us not a single person has tweeted me and i am devastated by this i my my first thing of uh my first indicator of podcast success is when some random person so not one of uh, not someone who i've told to listen to it directly or who is a family member or is my girlfriend but it's when some random person listens to this and they think oh i'm gonna tweet charles and tell him he's an idiot or something of that nature or ask a question or tell me something I should speak about. Uh, that will be when the podcast is having a success as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that has not happened yet. So I think what I'm going to do is towards the end of these podcasts, what I'll do is I'll keep you up to date with the success the podcast is having um, or, or not as the case may be. Um, certainly uh, I hope that this will change in the future. Um, but nonetheless, if if you're listening to this now and you want me, you want to give me that warm glow of success, then shoot me a tweet at at Charles Gregg C H A R L E S G R E I G on Twitter, or indeed the same thing on Instagram or Facebook or anything else. You know, basically, if if I can get there before everyone else, particularly the diamond company of the same name, then I will be Charles Gregg on that thing. So yeah, um, hit me up on that. Let me know you're listening. Um, let me know how I can improve this podcast, how I can, how I can give you more of what you want. Uh, and anyway, hopefully I'll hear from you. Hope that you have a great day and that whatever you're doing, it's fun. Uh, so until you hear from me again, take it easy. 